The New York Philharmonic this week is generously underwritten by the Kaplan Brothers Fund, the Audrey Love Charitable Foundation, and by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. Venetian conductor and composer Giuseppe Sinopoli had a propensity for leading idiosyncratic performances. These weren't always well-received, but they were always born of passion and intelligence, and they were never dull. Mr. Sinopoli recorded 17 works with the New York Philharmonic across eight sessions during the 1980s, and we're going to hear two of them on this broadcast. I'm Alec Baldwin, and this is the New York Philharmonic This Week. The opening bars to the first work on our program rival those of the Beethoven Fifth in terms of their instant familiarity. Just listen. That music holds a special place in the hearts of any film buff for its use in Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. What fans of the film may forget or perhaps don't realize is that there are a good 30 minutes of music to follow, 30 minutes well worth hearing. Richard Strauss composed this particular tone poem, which is called Also Sprach Zarathustra, while in Munich in 1896. The premiere took place in Frankfurt in November of that same year with the composer at the podium. The inspiration for the piece came from Nietzsche's philosophical writing of the same name. Strauss randomly selected nine chapters from the 80-chapter original and used these as the basis of a one-movement symphonic poem. It was designed in such a way as to mirror Nietzsche's principle of eternal recurrence. Though the piece is through composed, each of the chapters Strauss selected from Nietzsche forms its own movement. These include Daybreak, Joy of the Backworldsman, Of the Great Longing, Of Joys and Passions, Song of the Grave, On Science, The Convalescent, Dance Song, and finally Song of the Night Wanderer. And now we hear Also Sprach Zarathustra, Opus 30, by Richard Strauss, Giuseppe Sinopoli conducts the New York Philharmonic.
Also sprach Zarathustra, or thus spake Zarathustra. The New York Philharmonic was conducted by Giuseppe Sinopoli from a 1987 Deutsche Grammophon release. The violin solos were taken by the orchestra's former concertmaster of 30-plus years, Glenn Dicterow. Next, we turn our attention to music of Josef Haydn, his Harmoniemesse. Haydn was born to a family where music, and especially singing, were extremely important. In fact, his music career really began when he was drafted, so to speak, into the Cathedral Choir of St. Stephen's, Vienna, at the age of eight. Once his voice changed, the young Haydn was dismissed from his post, but vocal music remained a genre close to his heart for the rest of his life. Perhaps then it is no surprise that Haydn's last major work, written at the age of 70, was a mass setting for soloists, chorus, and orchestra. This work, the Harmonimessa, which we're about to hear, was the sixth and final offering Haydn composed to mark the name day of Princess Marie Hermengild, wife to Haydn's employer, Prince Nikolaus II. The recording we're about to hear was made in February 1973 and is luxuriously cast with Judith Blagan soprano, Frederica von Stade mezzo-soprano, Kenneth Regal tenor, and Simon Estes bass. Joseph Flummerfeld prepared the Westminster Choir, and Leonard Bernstein conducts the New York Philharmonic.
Mass number 14 in B-flat by Franz Josef Haydn, the Harmonimassa. The New York Philharmonic and Westminster Choir were conducted by Leonard Bernstein. As soloists, we heard soprano Judith Blagan, mezzo-soprano Frederica von Stade, tenor Kenneth Regal, and bass Simon Estes. We'll return with music of Strauss shortly with a performance of his evocative tone poem Tod und Verklärung, or Death and Transfiguration. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to the New York Philharmonic this week. Richard Strauss said that the inspiration for the next work on our program came to him as follows, quote, The idea came to me to write a tone poem describing the last hours of a man who had striven for the highest ideals. Presumably he was an artist. The fatal hour arrives, the soul then leaves his body to discover in the eternal cosmos the magnificent realization of the ideal which could not be fulfilled here below." Death and Transfiguration was completed in 1889 and received its world premiere in 1890 with the composer conducting. Anton Zeidel led the New York Philharmonic's first performance of the piece, also the U.S. premiere in January 1892. We're going to hear a 1987 recording made for D.G. Death and Transfiguration by Strauss. Giuseppe Sinopoli conducts the New York Philharmonic.
Tod und Verklärung, Death and Transfiguration, by Richard Strauss. The New York Philharmonic was conducted by Giuseppe Sinopoli. While making regular appearances as a guest of the Philharmonic and other orchestras, Mr. Sinopoli went on to serve as music director of the Philharmonia Orchestra in London from 1984 to 1995. He also held posts with the Deutsche Oper Berlin, the Staatskapelle Dresden, and at Bayreuth. On April 20th, 2001, while conducting the third act of Verdi's Aida in Berlin, Sinopoli collapsed and died of a heart attack at the age of 54. Two nights later, Marcello Viotti stepped in to conduct Aida and dedicated his performance to Sinopoli's memory. Sadly, Viotti would suffer a similar fate just a few years later, passing at age 50 after suffering a stroke during a rehearsal in Munich. The New York Philharmonic this week is generously underwritten by the Kaplan Brothers Fund, the Audrey Love Charitable Foundation, and by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov.